Hey, good people. Thank you for tuning in to A Sip at the Table. Pour up a drink and we'll meet you at the table. Thank you again for listening to A Sip of the Table. I'm Shafonda. And I'm Yvette. And y'all know the vibes. We're on a mission to redefine Black relationships by staring at the past, shaking up the present, and pouring into our future one topic at a time. Yes, y'all, because Black problems are human problems. (laughs) Yo, you wild today, Fed. Like, you've been cutting up just like everybody else in the news. You've been cutting it. It's very much you. It's not. This is what our second or third take. Anywho, yes. though, like as we were saying, <laughs> black problems are human problems, and just to help us navigate, it just goes on smoother with a drink. Yes, and so what's the drink of the week, girl? So we have what we've already been sipping. Well, we've already been sipping too much of the Grinchea Sangria. All right. So this is our take on um, Grinch Sangria. And we saw some really cute recipes, but y'all know us. And we had to put our own spin on it. So meaning we had to make it stronger. (laughs) Right. You know, it's like sangria with a little. mm. Yes, it's so good. It has everything. Duce, Moscato has a nice little holiday color. So this drink will definitely spread some holiday cheer. Oh, hey, Grinchea, girl. We see you out here <laughs> hey, in Grinchea. these streets. Hey, girl. <laughs> Make sure y'all check out our, our IG for the drink recipe and let us know what you think about it. Yeah. It's already got your girl, like, feeling lovely. So happy holiday. There's, like, someone named Grinchea. There's name who? Grinchea. Oh, for real? I don't know. Probably, right? I mean, <laughs> so one of my uh, favorite pastimes is to look at the uh, graduating class, like, list of names that they publish in the paper. Uh-huh. And, like, I- I'm biased to, like, Syracuse because that's where my husband's from. Mm-hmm. And so we just be going through that list and the names. So if Grinchea makes it to the 2023 graduating class list, I will be the first to let you all know. <laughs> it is not something that is unforeseeable. It's not. Um, hey, girl. I see it. I see it's probably like a, you know, a little holiday baby. You know? Yeah, it's Grinchea. Hey, girl. <sighs> okay. So, right. you know, we got to hit y'all with the drink. Mm-hmm. No, not the drink. We did that already. Check. Yep. Check. The word of the episode, <laughs> onus, O-N-U-S, you know, like you have anus and then you have onus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes but it Otis seem means... like it's the opposite of an anus, <laughs> and it is not. <laughs> it means, like, to take re- the responsibility or, or burden or, like, ownership of something. So it is... You know, the formal way to say that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, the onus was on me to share with you all the episode of the day. I mean, the word of the day. The word of the episode. 
Because mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Fonda is tipsy off the green shade, yeah, but clearly you're the one who <laughs> is trying to get through the word of the episode. Happy holidays! <laughs> it is the word of the episode. Yeah, I was right. No, you no no you weren't. What I said, episode of the day. Yes, it's it's also the episode of the day. But that's not what you meant. It don't matter. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know how they say, like, don't, don't be... call me out in public? You know how your parents <laughs> Look, say that? You, you could have let it ride. You, cir- you circled the block on it. You could have let it ride. <laughs> no, you called me out. So I had but to. then we were over. You was like, well, what did I say? <laughs> you bought it upon you, though. <sighs> Anywho, let's go ahead and get into <laughs> All right, so earlier we told y'all that um, the drink of the episode has Duce in it, right? Mm-hmm, Which was actually perfect mm-hmm. because Jay-Z um, presented an offer to buy the rest of the, of the Duce brand for $1.5 million, excuse me, $1.5 billion, but they rejected it. Mm. So he either wants to have 100% ownership or he wants to be bought out, but he wants to make sure that he's not shorted. He gets all of his coin. So now he's like ensued in this legal battle. So I think it's a good look for him to try to um, get a hundred percent ownership of the brand because I mean he is the face of the brand, obviously, and it wouldn't be where it is today, in my opinion, if you know his name wasn't on it. So hopefully, right? But um, I'm not sure what amount was offered before that, but. He was definitely like, hey, I'll give you a 1.5 bill. That must be nice to just offer some. Offer some right. So <laughs> I think a lot of people, so let's go back to our conversation about like black ownership mm-hmm. and like the stake that we hold. I think a lot of people don't even know that Duce is like owned and produced by like Bacardi. I think that that point probably flew mm-hmm. over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I agree with you. I think he should get with his. Yeah. Like he is the face of the brand. But I, <laughs> I wonder what happened to all the other stuff he had, like in like the the liquor alcohol industries, like Ace of Spades. I think. Uh, I know he had his hand in that pot for a while. I think he still does have his hand in Ace of Spades. Does like does he own it now? Not a hundred because it's not the same brand that um, what's the Louis Van, that Louis. Uh, oh, the LV. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's under there. So he doesn't have a hundred percent in that, but he still, to, from what I remember, yeah. he still has his name. Um, I remember like Cristal back in the day. Yeah. I don't know if he had it or he just used to rap about. I it about to say I don't know about that one, but girl, <laughs> Ace of Spades is still like six something a bottle. Boy, maybe one day. Hopefully, you know, if any of our listeners wanted to buy us a bottle of Ace of Spades, <laughs> thank you. Know. You would gladly taste test it and let y'all and know, let y'all know how, it is. how it tastes. <laughs> you know, my palate is very uh, decadent and refined. <laughs> so, yes, we'll definitely have to um, uh, follow the story, see if he gets his, his money or what's going to happen with the deal. So I'd be interested to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Get that ownership. Let's get it up. Okay, Vet, so before we really get the drinks and the combo flowing in our open bar, can you go ahead and give us a preview for On the Rocks? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) So this On the Rocks builds off of the conversation that we had last week a little bit. Perfect timing. Are you 
punching your cousin. Mm, 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 mm. Um, so, so we'll talk about it. I think in the in the age of all of these like DNA tests and you know the the increased access people right. have mm-hmm. to it. You know, some people are uncovering a lot of family secrets. Girl, this is a mess. Mm. But it's so real. Like, I mean, you can just do a little bit of, like, Google, and you'll see how common it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's a People think, like, oh, this happened, this happened, and I was dating so-and-so. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the real gag is, like, when you're in too deep. I know. Ah. <laughs> uh. Like, so yeah, uh, we'll okay. we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about that okay. a little more later. Okay, okay, because okay. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Clearly, we still have some unfinished business yes. from last. Oh my god, last show. Like, oh, it's 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 a lot. Like, it's just a lot on the mind. We're gonna do our best to give some perspective. <laughs> but now it's time for open bar. Let's get into it. Let's pop these bottles. Let's throw this sangria back. Let's get it. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure y'all seen all the headlines, the up where our community is enraged. Why are you ask? Why are you ask? Our community, we pissed. Hi, we girl. People is pissed. What I'm pissed about? Girl, I'm pissed about something. I don't know if you specifically gonna be pissed, but a lot of our community is upset because yeah. because Deion Sanders left JSU, Jackson State University, and he's taking a head coach at Colorado University, girl. <laughs> People are upset. Why are people mad? People are so upset, girl. They mad. Why? (laughs) We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So, first off, do you think Deion Sanders is a sellout for leaving uh, JSU? People are saying he's a sellout. Yeah. What makes him a sellout? They're saying, like, pretty much that he was at a a black school. Now he's leaving for a PWI. That's pretty much the basis of what they're saying. This man is not a sellout. This man, I feel like, did what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. when he was supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And even though it seemed like he was only there for a short time, like, he did a lot. He was there for three what, years. Three years? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he was 27 and 5. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about, like, the program before he got there, what their record was. But even, like, this season alone, he did, like, 12 and 0. Mm-hmm. Their facility has been upgraded majorly. Yeah, he used half of his salary. Exactly. To upgrade those his salary. training facility. Yeah, his salary. So he didn't, like, go around and, like, you know, ask for a handout. Like, people to, like... I mean, he probably... I mean, he did too. do that, too, but he also but put he in his own put his money, money as well. Money was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he also, like, attracted, like, five-star recruits to an HBC mm-hmm. program, which... I mean, and maybe we'll get into this a little later, but I, I think that for athletes, when you're trying to compete on, like, a certain level and go to the NFL and attract NFL recruiters, like, kind of want to go to a D1 school. Mm-hmm. Is it right? Maybe not. 
but you know so five-star recruits aren't in my opinion and again this is coming from somebody that went to pwi out of high school not knowing what you might know like what comes with age about like the way the world works Mm -hmm. and things they're looking at the pwi that's what they're exposed to that's what they're taught that's what's ingrained in them Mm -hmm. and whatever high school program um that they're in so the fact that he could even do that for in the hbcu space i think it was major like i don't think it was until he went to jackson state and this this goes beyond like football, but even basketball. Did I see like top recruits mm-hmm. saying that you know HBCUs were their number one choice? A, he definitely set off a chain reaction for sure because even um, there was some. There's all um, a, there's a gymnastics class. The first uh, Fisk mm-hmm. University now is the first HBCU with a uh, gymnastics program. So this, um, I can't remember her name, but she was a, a pretty high recruit, and she turned down a PWI to go to be at Fisk. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, since he has done that, there have been numerous recruits, not just in football, and not just male athletes either, like uh, female athletes as well, going to um, opting to go to HBCUs. So. I don't think that he is a sellout at all. Like, I feel like he did what he said he was going to do. He never said he was going to stay at Jackson State the entire time. He was he was very open about, you know, if an opportunity came along that he'd be open to, you know, exploring that possibility. So, once again, like, this is an example of us attacking our own community. Like, he did all of this for the community. And That's now, instead of us uplifting him we feel like you know he betrayed us and he turned his back but like it's it's a black community it's not on one person Mm. you know what i'm saying like it's we're all taking a part of this and a lot of people that have some negative things to say like what have you done how are you uplifting hbcus yes i went to hbcu and i can definitely do more 100 percent yeah and i I, I mean i think it's so it was also you know eye-opening for me to be like wow like i do need to be more involved i do need to get back and not just like here or there but just you know put him you know paving forth for um the next generation so yeah yeah i don't think it's at all i think any program hbc or not would be lucky to have someone of like that caliber yes he's deserving of it and i think the fact that he made a conscious decision it was like nah if i'm gonna do this let my first stop be Mm -hmm. like hbcu and giving back to my community because i i recognize the reach and the impact that i will have in that space Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot to be said about that and that's commendable like i know i'm not getting paid what I think I'm worth by my standard. Right. But that's okay. Because he made, I think his contract was $1.2 million over four years. Chump change compared to what he's used to. Mm-hmm. And compared to what And he, compared to what these, like, PWIs are paying, like, their coaches. Yeah, compared to what he could be getting don't paid. Have no credentials. Mm-mm. So, 
I think he did a great thing. I think, again, we need to be mindful and aware that we are a community. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we can't just hop on the, the coattails of one person expecting yeah. to ride out forever. Like, he's still very much uplifting his community. He didn't have to go to job. You know, he didn't have to be at HBCU at all. He still could have went to, you know, a, lo- a lesser known PWI and started there, but he didn't. He wanted to show and showcase to the world that HBCU athletes can compete on a high level just like other, these other institutions. And he did that. Selling out for what? How? Yeah. And so that goes to like the next point about him you know, saying that he was like gonna level the playing field for HBCUs and like you said, like he did that. Like mm-hmm. people who would not normally even think to tune in to like HBCU football, like they they were on like a ESPN game day, which mm-hmm. for college football is like, like major. That's yes. the stage yes. that you, you want to be on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all eyes on you. People like scouts and everything that probably wouldn't even dare go mm-hmm. to like an HBCU now have you know HBCUs and HBCU talents on like their radar. Mm-hmm. And so I think to your point earlier about him not being like the savior, like he kind of was like a anything about like management management consultants like yeah. they come in he sh- he made a blueprint they do their job and they he, shift yeah and he made a blueprint he said mm-hmm. like and he was able to leverage a lot of the um the relationships that he has with different businesses um he was mm-hmm. doing was it american i think american airlines or united one of the two that mm-hmm. if they had to fly long distances that's what the athletes were able to fly. He partnered with like Walmart. They gave some money for their uniform, like all of these things that right. he was. So he leveraged not only, and he, not only did he put his own money on the line, but he put his, you know, his word, his relationships that he's cultivated over the years to say, Hey, like y'all need to be pouring into these programs, into these athletes. So I think by him, you know, exposing them and allowing to, you know, shining that spotlight, he did show, yeah, like, they're they're just as good, if not better, than these other schools, uh-huh. and that's just one HBCU. Yeah, and so so it would be interesting to see how Jackson State moves forward because mm-hmm. I feel like once he started, they had to know that this wasn't a forever thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just it had like one mm-hmm. him even agreeing to sign on probably should have like blew their mind to the point where they're like, all right. We need to figure out a succession plan. We need to, like, think about how we're going to, like, capitalize and keep this momentum going. Hmm. I think... I think it was unfair for people to, like, think that, oh, this is going to be the end-all, be-all of his, like, coaching career. I haven't seen too many of the players say anything. And I feel like this, you know, his staff and things, I'm sure they were very aware of the situation. I highly doubt that they were, you know, that he just told them, like, the day of, like, hey, I'm out. Because he's going to, yeah. he also has people in place, and I'm sure he recommended, you know, the next head coach and try to put some different things in line. And so I, I feel like, ho- you know, hopefully um, that, you know, like, the, the the internal things that we're not seeing, the actual players, the other staff, I'm, I hope they were working together and have a plan going forward because 
they already ha- Jackson State already had a vibe about them before. Like they were already a dope school. So now you have a spotlight and people, more people know that you're a dope school. So mm-hmm. that's something you can definitely be proud of and definitely be proud of the things that you've already com- accomplished. Yeah. So. I did see that like some of the recruits that were geared to like start mm-hmm. on a team within like the next year or two had like rescinded mm-hmm. their um I guess agreement or commitment and I think that's unfortunate yeah yeah and I think a lot sure. of that is driven though by what the public is saying that's a good point if you're and feeling feel like there's it. no reason for you to be there anymore then you're like oh right let me go somewhere else because i mean social media is a beast it'll have you believe in like the sky is green mm-hmm. if you let it mm-hmm. and so and you know these are young and impressionable people so yeah. i think if the conversation was different and mm-hmm. like you said earlier if this was an opportunity to like if we use this as an opportunity to like uplift him mm-hmm. um and you know send him off with well wishes mm-hmm. While also saying, but you know what? He did a lot for Jackson State, and you know, we're gonna continue with you know, all of these things that he's implemented, and we're gonna continue to be great. If Jackson State also would have come out and said, we have this, this, and this in place, mm-hmm. so that we like continue building into <clears throat> our um, team's infrastructure into like their ability to play and to like the resources i mm-hmm. think that that also would have sent a message i don't know that i've seen or heard anything come out of jackson state as a school saying anything and i think wow. that's a poor decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i also wonder if he was to say you know i retire so now i'm going to like a pwi mm-hmm. but i just you know this was fun it, but now I'm ready to pass the torch to somebody else, and I'm just going to lay back. Mm-hmm. If people would have had the same, like, oh, like he was only there for a short amount of time. No. Why would he I, do I that? I feel like the conversation would have been completely different. Absolutely not. No. I personally think it's because he's leaving and going to a PWR. I think that's the issue. I feel like um, a lot of them, you know, a lot of the athletes a lot of the community will feel like oh he left us and you know he should have did this but you're putting all these expectations on him when in my opinion he was very open from the beginning on what his path was ultimately he's Mm. trying to get to fsu Mm. that's his dream job so he never said i'm retiring this is my last job i want to ride this out as long as i can he never said that he was very open about exploring other opportunities if or when they came along he said that from jump street so i understand that people are hurt and sad that he's leaving why because they were you know it was a really it was a really good look um and it was a really high wave and this is the crashing of it and so I understand, like, HBCUs, if you go to an HBCU, like, you know that, like, it's just a different vibe. Like, I know, I knew so, I learned so much about myself as a person, as a woman, going to HBCU. And sometimes, and there are some things I didn't even realize I learned until after I left. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, just in general. And it wasn't even, 
I didn't even realize that some, you know, some people that I've met after I've, you know, graduated and stuff that didn't have that experience because they weren't at HBCU. So I'm like, oh, you didn't do that? Like, you didn't do this? I'm like, oh, okay. And I know you so long that I feel like you didn't with the booty. So <laughs> shout out to the Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot. You didn't go. Like, you weren't at Bowie. Like, so. I'm a Terp. <laughs> Blue Jay. <laughs> Allegedly. So. <laughs> It's so, it's such a, it just feels, it makes you, it's a, it's a different level of pride when you're seeing mm-hmm. someone of his stature representing or now being another face of HBCUs. It just feels good. So I think that people were just so proud and happy. Like, oh, I'm sure a lot of these, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth graders was like, oh, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, I want to go to JSU, you know, I want to play for Dion, yeah. da, da, da. And now that's gone. And I feel like because, you know, that was a missed opportunity for the school to come out and make a statement, for some of the athletes mm-hmm. to come out and make a statement, for people in the community to come out. Not saying that they didn't because there were a lot of people that came to bat for him, but just people that would have mattered um, to to direct the narrative a different way, to say, we're proud of him. Yeah. He came in, you know, he put us on our back. We accomplished these things. These young men were proud to play for him. They'll be proud to play for their next coach. They want to continue the legacy, and um, you know, that he, you know, helped us start or continue to build. All these things. So I think the narrative could have been different, but it wasn't. So now people are angry and that it it just wasn't, it could have been redirected and it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, the onus. The onus. Was on the school. Correct. I think in a situation, like, I don't want to say the school is at fault, mm-hmm. but I think, like you said, like there was like a tremendous missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and say what's on your heart. Say what's safe on your space, heart. Safe space. Safe <laughs> space. But this just leads me to believe, like, this is the, I think, misconception, if that's the word that I'm looking for, Scrinchea got me a little lit, but of, like, <laughs> HBCUs and the mismanagement of resources so, because now that they have this momentum, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and, and no need to dead a, beat a dead horse, but, like, you got to figure out, like, how to sustain. Mm-hmm. Because nothing is forever. And like you said, I'm pretty sure he didn't just up and say, I mean, granted, the information was leaked. And so they probably pushed up the timeline the t- a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um because I'm, I'm sure otherwise he probably would have waited to, like, their bowl game. That hasn't even happened yet. So I wonder how this is going to impact that and put a damp on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I say something. Like, yeah. I just can't, like, just, like, Allow him turn to be a blind the eye. Because then it's people like me on the outside, like... Yet again, this is, like, opportunity that y'all had and y'all are expecting people like him to be the savior mm-hmm. when that that responsibility does not fall on one person correct correct because you know all of i mean there's a 
a number of HBCUs that are doing very well. There's some that are underfunded. Mm-hmm. All of them, of course, could be, you know, getting more money than they currently are, even if they aren't, like, struggling, struggling, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, so, HBCUs are state-funded, but so are a lot of PWIs. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you, like, you saw, you saw the, the disparity happened. right there. You, ha- you saw the shit that happened in our <laughs> state of Maryland. Child We're going to get all our, all our back pay that we didn't miss out on. That's a whole nother thing. But I think that, you know, again, like this was just a, this was a missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. For them to come out and, you know, just thank him. And he, he's not going to like a great school. Like he's going to go and put his, um, blueprint on this school. (laughs) I'm laughing because I see like the, uh, like someone did a contrast of like the Jackson State mm-hmm. like band mm-hmm. and like the Colorado's oh boy <laughs> marching band and like that joint was trash. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. It's okay. They have a lot of weed. That's all I got to say about Colorado. Oh, they do. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even going to like. Which I think speaks even more to his character. He about to put in that work again. Mm. How can you mm-hmm. hate on that? How can you be upset? You say, you know, we say like, oh, we don't, you know, we want people to be honest and tell the truth. He did. And people still mad. Yeah. So he, how, he didn't lie that one time. He sure didn't. Y'all better leave me on Dion alone. <laughs> 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 Do you think that him but even though he's choosing to go to pwi um that there's still opportunity for him to like contribute to like black culture and and shift absolutely Um, he was already doing that who said he's gonna stop doing what he's doing just because he has a different job but that's what people think that's why people are saying like i'm like who who's to say like he's not and the thing right. about it is that people sometimes the people that have so much so many negative things to say don't be doing shit. Weren't even, that's number one and weren't even paying attention to the moves that this man was making prior to him mm. leaving Jackson State not even what he was doing while he was there mm. they just hopping on some shit oh he is so do you know the backstory do you know what he was doing do you know what the state they were in like all of these things didn't care about what he was doing just knew he he was there but now that he's leaving, it's an issue. I wonder, too, how much the negative mm-hmm. press or, like, the lack of acceptance by the other swag schools. Because y'all know, like, the whole, like, who ain't swag if I ain't swag? And how, like, you know, coaches from, like, other schools were kind of, like, looking down on him in the program. Like, oh, this... This uppity Negro that mm-hmm. came and he think he better than everybody and his school think they better than everybody and he ain't put in a word. Mm-hmm. How much of that was a one a distraction from what he was trying to do and like you know people are so like short sighted that they don't think about the bigger picture um, and how that also like influenced the decision for him to leave not saying that he can't like withstand the heat like mm-hmm. 
Deion um, Sanders. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't but know. But like his kids for the school, it's like, huh, you yeah. know, I did enough. I'm going to step back because like now y'all doing too much. I don't know if it was that. I mean, he, I'm sure he's heard worse things than that. <laughs> no, yeah. So, I, if it was just him and his reputation. But I mean, even his kids, like, I'm sure they're used to it too. Like, I'm sure they have yeah. tough skin. Not only because of, you know, their their dad is, you know, who he is, but because of the personality of their Oh, no, no, not his kids. I mean, like, the the program and, and the, oh, oh, the players bad. and how that, you know, because, you know, all publicity is not good publicity. And I can understand mm-hmm. in sports or any other thing where... You rely on, like, a team where there's some type of, like, structure, how those things could be a distraction mm-hmm. from, like, the goal that you're trying to reach. And I just think about how much of a disservice, especially that, I, don't, I forget what school they were playing, but I was kind of, like, disgusted in the way that the players were treating him on the opposing team, as well as, like, the coaching staff. Because it's like, all right, y'all are on this, like, main stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody got something to say about black folk mm-hmm. and how we don't get along and black on black crime mm-hmm. and how, like, we can't even figure this shit out. Y'all could have put on it. The, the players, whatever. But, like, as a, a coaching staff, yeah. you could have put on a united front or just said what you had to do in front of the cameras. And if y'all wanted to duke it out behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like, y'all could have did that on, like, some man-to-man shit. Yeah. So. I definitely think that's a distraction for sure. But, um, it's always unfortunate, like, just in a bigger picture when, um, when, when adults, I never, you know, I, I don't, I saw them place, you know, blame on children because they're looking to someone to get that, Mm -hmm. those behaviors, right? So, um, when you have that type of prestige and influence over children, whether you're at Dion's stand, uh, Dion's. Um, status or not that is your responsibility that is on you um, to make sure that you're presenting in a way that's respectful and that you want these kids to emulate yeah so that was just I I just I don't like seeing that in general especially you know when it comes to our community because it's a bad look like I say it all the time, but we don't have the luxury of doing those things, especially in front of the world. We just don't have it. Like, we're already under a microscope. People are always talking shit. There's already these stigmas. So we don't have that type of flexibility to be cutting up on camera like other people do. Nope. Because what? We represent the collective. We don't just represent us. We got to say it and say it again. Okay? <laughs> we don't have totally. that luxury. Um. So, yeah. So, it. I mean... I don't know, like, I just, we got to stop going negative first. Yeah. And acting like, and just because someone is, if you want to call it moving up, sometimes people don't like that term. Moving on up. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, he too, he too good. No, he just. <laughs> It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. I couldn't even concentrate. Why are you just saying that right there? That last note, though. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. Just keep, mm, mm, keep it. Uh oh. It's not color. That was disgusting. <laughs> just the last note. Those last few notes, like you're better than that. So just practice on your. Me, 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 me. No, 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 no. Just like. When we gonna do karaoke night? Not karaoke night. No. No. Okay, so. Your face. <laughs> we gotta save karaoke night for another. Yes, because you sound a mess, dear girl. Like I wasn't giving Tony. No. I was mm. giving Tony Baroni. All right. I don't even know if she was giving. Tony, you were just giving no. You was giving no. <laughs> That's what you was giving. You was giving no. <sighs> okay. I'll zip it up. Let me take some. Frenchia. Maybe not. <laughs> where were we even? Like, I don't even know where we were. Well, okay. We, we were talking about, like, the opportunity that as a black man, like, he would even have at, at PWI. So I think to a lot of people's point, like, I've heard the, the argument that he can't really contribute to the culture mm-hmm. at a PWI in the same way that he could as an HBCU. And so like one if you look at the like the stats and like the number of black coaches that mm-hmm. are at a PWI, there are only like twelve black coaches. Mm-hmm. So like there's a disparity even in yes. that. Even as what like nine percent and then we think about like the number of black players. They're like what forty six percent. I think it's of more black, than that. Like, it could be. I think that's at minimum. I feel like it's like seventy percent. And so you think about like the disparity in coaching staff mm-hmm. versus the like football like players. It's, right. That. How you? Because I know how I feel with mm-hmm. the people that don't look like me. Don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I go through my plate. And, like, you're trying to tell me what to do. Yeah. How do you think these players feel? Yeah. And even of all the coaches, like, a black coach has never won, like, a championship game. Mm-mm. At a D1 school. So even though he is moving and his journey might look different. And right. his goals might shift. Like, we're always evolving and growing as people. There's still lots of work to be done, lots even in the PWI space. Yeah. So I think to like try to like demean him and say like, oh, like, like you ain't swag, you ain't for the culture. Like, of course he's for um, the culture. Like, he's he had to do what he did. He didn't. He could have went to a PWI jump. He ain't owe nobody nothing. He, doesn't. he still doesn't owe anybody anything, and he can still I'm very sure much be to stay home. Yeah, he didn't have to. And I'm sure he could. He he can still very much be impactful to the culture because, as you as we were saying, like the disparity, and for him to um, be able to influence and be able to teach these young black athletes, athletes that do go to these PWIs, that's still contributing to the culture. He's still going to be impacting. Mm-hmm. Men, because after, you know, they, they're they not all going to make it to the NFL. 
they're still going to need to learn how to be successful men and you know after they're graduating after they're done with their studies so he's still going to be influencing the next generation of young black athletes what's wrong with that i'll wait like we need to stop like i i don't i really don't like that like and why would anyone else want to follow in his footsteps who was even who might have been thinking about it after seeing the backlash that he's received Right. Why would anybody else want to step up and do it? Hmm. This brings me to like another question. Shifting a little bit from sports, but kind of like on the the spectrum of like this this conversation about PWIs and HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about gatekeeping within our community? Um, should we be gatekeepers? I mean, I... Or should we share? (sighs) To give, like, um, what sounds like a political (laughs) answer. I think you have to be both. Because I think that we There are certain things that we should keep to ourselves at Harvard. But because there's not... There always... There isn't always a space for us... That's why we end up creating our own spaces. That's where HBCUs came from in the first place. They was like, nah, you can't learn with them. So he was like, fuck it. We need y'all, like, we'll go over here and do our own thing. So in that matter, I think that's where it comes from, like, that pride of standing on our own two feet. And, like, this, you know, we worked hard for it. This is our shit. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But we also have to realize that the world not the world Mm. it's semi-shifting it's a little bit more connected because of social media and just different things like that and Mm. if you want to educate people who are not from our community that evolves a little bit of giving Mm. you have to be open to things you can't expect people to be like they should have known but nobody told them (laughs) yeah i you definitely have to like exercise a degree of discernment. You, you got to give people a little bit. I'm not saying we give them to, you know, the key, the keys to the castle. I'm not saying anything like that, but you got to give a little bit. Yeah. So that it reminds me of like when I um at my old job, you know, like health equity, diversity, and inclusion. Like in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. ever since Biden actually like stepped into office, those are there, those are buzzwords. So everybody's like health equity or Mm -hmm. equity in general and like inclusion. Mm -hmm. So I'm minding my business, my very black business at work because it wasn't (laughs) a lot of us. And then someone like sends me an email and it's like, Hey, vet, do you want to sit, like sit on this, like, um, equity panel? I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Because I'm looking at the people who were invited and they were definitely like way above my pay grade, mm-hmm. but I'm also one of the at that time one of the most like senior people in that organization. Mm-hmm. So like one, that's a disparity because y'all should have more people yeah. that look like me at like the levels, levels. Mm-hmm. right? So well, yeah, I don't have anybody to ask at the level that everyone else is at. Two, I haven't been involved in any real conversations about equity. So why am I sitting on this panel just to like show face to show mm-hmm. that y'all got like a black person? A black person, yeah. So I declined. And then someone else is like, well, 
how are we saying that we want to be included in spaces, but then when we ask, we don't show up? Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit and I had to think about that a bit. And I'm like, well, while that is true, you know, there needs to be like meaningful action mm-hmm. or at least, and I don't even know the word I'm looking for now. Thanks, Grinchea. I'm going to slow down, but like, <laughs> but like you, it you can't, to be like you can't go from zero. Yeah. You can't go from zero to, yeah. Like, oh, Hey, do you want to sit on this panel? I'm like, who so are that's you? That's like who? the thing with like gatekeeping is mm-hmm. that like you need to exercise discernment. And so I think about the, um, the young lady who brought J setting to her PWI and like that backlash that they, that got from people in our community. Oh, why would you do that? You out here chucking and jiving for them white folk and like X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Like, well, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the backstory and I yeah. don't know what led up to that. But uh, assuming positive intent and the fact that they let not only let her do it, but like she was on like TV doing a shit. So. I'm going to. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Assuming positive intent because I need to do that. Mm -hmm. It. it, uh, I was told it makes life a little better. Um, I'm gonna say what that lady told me in that moment. You say you want to be included. This lady, this young lady, is bringing that to a platform. Uh, obviously, she's gotten the appropriate, like, approvals to do uh-uh. so. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm wrong because you want to say something, so say it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a no for me on that. That's, that's no? what I was saying. No. That's what I was saying. It has to be a balance. That, to me, there... First of all, as a... So that wasn't a balance. Even if they went through, like, the historical, whatever, like, where J7 came you from. You can appreciate it, but you don't need to be doing it. For what? But she, but she did it. So then I was okay. So what do you think about? There was like a joint band between like HBC and the PWI, and they had like a joint halftime show where are the they, PWI was. Are we doing? doing some of, are we doing some of their shit? I mean, that's, yeah, but you know, we did it better. That's the but. only. Way, that's the only way it's joint. That's the only way it's joint. It's not. But we joint. always do their stuff. We're always in cheer flipping and doing shit that we don't do on a regular no we're first, always doing their stuff no 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 no. first of all that's not their things those are their, those are their things because they have the money to do those things mm-hmm. so if we if black people had the same resources as white people then it'd be a lot more balanced but we don't that's why it's so their it thing like and exploitation. It's, it's, a, it's a white thing. It's not. It's just that the white person had money that the black person didn't because now you see that gymnastics is changing a lot more, cheer is changing a lot more, mm-hmm. black people playing lacrosse, field hockey, hot regular hockey, like all these things. So it's not necessarily like that's a white thing. And I think black people, this is besides playing black people, yeah. put black people in a box and say, oh, you're doing white stuff. No, 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 no. There's no wrong way to be a, a black person. You can do whatever you want to do. We, you just have certain standards that the that. world puts on you because you're born with black skin. But that's neither here nor there. We can get to that another day. Yeah, However, okay. 
the, I did the not kick. mean that. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was injected. I didn't mean like, it was like a white thing, but what I'm saying is that we're always in spaces with predominantly white people. Because we're minorities. And expected it. They're expected everywhere. to show up in the way that they show up. Like, I was in like cheerleading when I was in high Me school. Too. A bitch wanted to step. But no, we I had to do some rah, rah, rah. I stepped, did dance, did cheerleading, like did a whole bunch of shit. So it just depends on where you're at too. But like I was saying earlier about mm-hmm. sharing, like there's as a black person, as a, especially as an African-American, we built, literally built our culture from the ground up. So there are a few right. things that you just shouldn't be doing. You can appreciate that shit. Love that you love it. Thank you. That doesn't mean that you should be doing it. Feeding braids, J-setting, like shit like that. Like you can just appreciate that from afar. Like you don't need to be doing it. What, rapping? Yeah. He's very aware that he grew up around black people. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're not being gatekeepers of hip-hop and shit? Of hip-hop? I mean, no. black. I mean, people know that it came from. Um, so, what makes that different from J setting and other things? Like, what makes cause the commercialization of hip hop different than J setting? I'm about to say this is a completely different <laughs> conversation. But I'm just curious because loop us back in because that's a whole that's a rabbit hole. Eminem. Beastie Boys, Iggy Azalea, nah, Iggy stuff. That's, that's a whole different thing. That's like between gatekeeping, sharing, and cultural appropriation. That's completely different. Loop us back. Okay. Topic for another day. Yes, loop us. Loop me. Loop me. <laughs> so I'll, we'll end with this question. Mm. Why, as someone who went to HBCU, and I feel like your answer is going to be different based off of like you like actively selected an HBCU mm-hmm. even though prior un- unlike a lot of like black Americans you have like traveled the world mm-hmm. before you had to like you know start your college experience mm-hmm. right so you've had exposure to a lot of different cultures a lot of different people and even still you decided to go to HBCU mm-hmm. But why is it that you think, and this is the argument that I heard um, with the whole Deion Sanders um, debacle, uh, that HBCUs, to some people, to, to a lot of people, aren't considered the prize? So... Knowing what I know now, like, that's a, that's not as a common thought as you would think. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a narrative that's, like, the easier one to push, the the more that you hear. But there are, I've met a lot of people that always wanted to go to HBCU. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. a question. Like, they were like, nah, I'm going here. So... It's a first choice for a lot of people. Um, I only applied to one PWR. 
Mm. And that was just because I was living in Maryland. My mom was like, oh, like, go ahead and apply. But I wanted <laughs> to go to, I wanted to go to HBCU. Like, as soon as I right. really, like, started understanding what they were in maybe, like, 10th grade, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I gotta it. go. It's me. I, I gotta go to HBCU. I gotta, I gotta go here. Like, I felt a pull. So, I think it starts with, you know, and, and sometimes, like, it's amazing. You know, a lot of times, black people that the first the, to go to college and they're like hey we got to get you to a college you don't have to pay we're going to get you into a junior college and you can go like we're just trying to make sure that you can get to college because they don't have a lot of the resources coming up like sometimes for black people we're like hey you just got to get you we trying to get you out of high school we trying to get you to graduate Mm-hmm. For white people and some, you know, Asians or whatever, like some of these other Americans or whatever living here that they already know they're going to college. It is a matter of where. So for the majority of people, when you're speaking to your your peers and stuff, they're not going to HBCUs on the larger scale. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, you're thinking about, oh, if somebody's in the suburbs and you might be a minority in your class, they're going to PWIs. So that to me is already like, oh, okay. Uh, Rebecca is not worried about going to HBCU. She's going to PWI. Mm -hmm. So if that's your peer, that's your best friend, whatever, like you're going to do those things that are introduced to you. So I think it also starts at home. Like we have to make sure that we're instilling those thoughts, those ideas, lighting that fire of HBCUs within our own community, within our own children, cousins, nephews, nieces, aunties, whatever, like, that we're making it the first choice, mm-hmm. not by anybody else's standards, for our own standards. We need to be like, you need to go to HBCU. You need to apply to HBCU. And not as like, okay, I guess I don't have this, so I guess I'll look. We need to be setting a standard for ourselves and not and not depending on anybody else to make it for us. Right? I'm like Shannon Sharp. Oh, bastard. <laughs> I just say, I, I think that there's value in both. I think that, like, and we hinted at this earlier, there's value in creating a table, but mm-hmm. there's also value to having seat, a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, like, the black experience compared to, like, the experience of others in this nation, other communities have had hundreds of years to accumulate resources Mm -hmm. and wealth. And in a lot of ways, we're trying to play catch-up. Yeah, definitely. And so while creating our own table is great and it's needed and, and it's appreciated, Sometimes you need to like infiltrate the system that you can take whatever it is that you've learned at your with your seat at the table back to the people that have created their own table, back to the community and you know, and figure out a game plan and figure out, you know, well what it is. I've learned this from these people who are way further than me. What do we need to do or how could we like give back to our community so that, you know, we could we can catch up. Mm-hmm. I hope that made sense. Because again, I'm drinking this granchea. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you said, mm-hmm, so I'm assuming that it, it made a little bit of sense. I'm drinking okay. as well, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it made sense. Um, Good. But yeah, so y'all let us know, like, did you go to HBCU? Did you go to P- PWI? What did you do it the same way? Like, drop some comments on... Um, I just want to say that I applied to HBCUs. What had happened was <laughs> they gave me the same amount of funding, <laughs> and I, I had to go okay. with money, with a money reside, with a money reside. <laughs> Look, we about to get this ketchup money in Maryland, so yes. y'all start putting your putting your applications <laughs> in for the for the kitties coming up. We getting yes. back. <laughs> we getting back paying resources. <laughs> yes, give me my money. <laughs> let's let's do better. Let's do better. Who girl? I'm tipsy off of that. Like literally, like the topic and the drink. <laughs> yeah, that part. Okay, so, like, I'm still buzzing. Like, y'all have to try this drink because it's so smooth. It kind of tastes like a, um, kind of tastes like a Jolly Rancher or something. Like, and what I'm telling you, she sneaks, like, Sisters and Ninja. Like, anywho. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead, like we mentioned earlier, uh, can you go ahead and, uh, read the, um, the On the Rocks? Oh, of course. So it goes a little something like this. Y'all, <laughs> I did a thing. When the pandemic was in full swing, my boyfriend and I decided to do TNA tests just to see who had the most DNA from the motherland. Yeah, ain't that side note? That's the reason why most of us take them DNA tests anyway. <laughs> we're trying to look, we're trying to narrow it down, get a starting point. Where are we from? Back to the letter. Needless to say, y'all like my letter voice. <laughs> Needless to say, I kind of forget that I was some I was someone's skeleton in the closet. Let me give y'all a little backstory to understand better. Way back in the day, I guess my mom was messing around when she was 19 or 18 and ends up pregnant. I never got the full story and never really asked. But when she found out he was back at college, she had to tell his mother, I'm assuming her dad. Well, his mama was not having it and said, no, he's going to be a lawyer and shut the door. Mm. Fast forward, I'm born, and the guy she is dating knows I'm not his, but he claims me anyway. Okay, back to my ancestry results. So when the DNA results come back, everyone is distant, but I recognize some third or fourth cousins on my mom's side, of course. I also see some names I don't recognize, so cool. I figured out, or I figured it must be my paternal side, no biggie. I close the app and forget about it. Y'all tell me why I logged in yesterday and I see Mr. Lawyer's sister. She used her real name and location and I found her on Facebook. Papa, as a close relative, Mm. I haven't told anyone yet except my boyfriend who told me F them and not to remove my account. For reference, I did use a fake name and location to protect my dad. 
the one who was there and said, I be that girl's pappy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do the test to be spiteful or be anyone surprised, but I don't know if I should take it down or not. And scene. So this question is, should she take down her ancestry? No. Dot com profile. I sure don't think that. She was a child. Yeah. So I don't think. I don't know. I don't think she did anything wrong, and she used a fake name. So. Yeah, I don't think you should take it down for anyone but you. Like, right. do you want to open those doors? Because I know that but you said it wasn't your intention when mm-hmm. you did the Ancestry.com. It was just like a little, a little after effect, yeah. if you will. I don't even know if she was expecting to find any of that. So, yeah, no. I don't think she should take it down. She didn't do anything wrong. Like, if she wants to take I, it down for her, like, if she mm-hmm. feels uncomfortable, then that's one thing. But to take it down to... Right, to cover the sins of your father and his family? Oh, no. But I'm wondering if her biological dad even knows. Because it was her mother, like her grandmother, that told him, like, nah. Right, because he was back at college. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he even knows about her. And that's probably why she was like, she don't want to be nobody's, like, secret mm-hmm. or... Oh, so I didn't think about that, but you're right. See, pay attention to the details. That's why you're smart. A little bit. Um, well, it's, not, it's a little <laughs> something, babe. Yeah, but I still don't think that, I still wouldn't take it down. I wouldn't like, excuse me, I wouldn't go out of my way to be, you know, to blow up anybody's spot or business or anything, but yeah, I wouldn't take it down. I don't think I would t- like you said, I would take it down for me. So, like, if I felt like I personally mm-hmm. did not want to, like, open any of those doors, then I would take it down. Because, like you said, your intent was just for the Ancestry. Right. Dot com. Or, well, not the Ancestry, but, like. Just to see. At, like, your, mm-hmm. your makeup. Right. If you had any, like, connections to the motherland. Whatever. Um. So, keeping that in mind, you got the information that you were seeking out. Mm-hmm. So, if you wanted to close it on your own volition, going back a hey. couple of episodes. We stacking <laughs> um, words. We're stacking Yes. Words. Like, you could do that. But at the same time, I feel like I might be a little curious yep. to, like, I don't know if I'd reach out. But I might leave it open to see if anyone reached out to me and be like, oh, hey. That's what I would do. I would just leave it up. I would I leave it up. be. I feel like especially, I mean, it's going back to, like, our last episode. Like, as you get older, mm-hmm. you start to see things in a different light. And so I feel like I would want to know, especially if there's a chance that he doesn't know anything about me. Um, like, I wouldn't want to be disrespectful to the guy who raised me. Yeah. Like, that's, like, your daddy. But at the same time, you, you kind of just get curious about, like, oh, your background, sure. history. Think about, and, right. You know. Yeah. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with her wanting to explore that. And I have so many questions. I'm like, ooh, is the mother, like, the or the her grandmother, like, is she still living? Like, I, you know, I, I have yeah. so many questions. But, um, 
I don't think she, I mean she didn't do anything wrong she was a child when all this happened wasn't even born and then was a child mm-hmm. um, when all this happened and this was you know beyond her control so if she's comfortable leaving it open I would definitely leave it alone if yeah. somebody sent her a little private message I'd be like Ooh. right I, I wouldn't actively go seeking but I would be somebody there somebody reached out did. to me <laughs> <laughs> like oh hey oh my god hi you know I heard some stories mm-hmm. but I never knew the details please share what do you know absolutely absolutely yeah okay let us see we told y'all this be happening more In than that like y'all yes and us we've got to stop doing this like put that man's name yeah. on a birth certificate right share that family history share that info as the last grimy name. as it might seem it's important it don't even have nothing to do with him it's about your child yep mm-hmm. so thank you for it you'll feel better i think a weight may be lifted off of your shoulders definitely maybe just Possibly. a little bit i don't That's know it might feel lighter yeah let us know what y'all think <laughs> okay so last call we wrapping things up? Yes. Um, I don't think I have a last call. I do. Okay. What's up? So you know I be watching 90 Day Fiance, right? Oh, uh, yes. I usually do too, but I have been slow. I usually don't want to get into people's marriages. Like, your marriage is your marriage. You navigate that mm. however you want to navigate it. But I have to get perspective on this. What's up? And these people, they have decided that they wanted to share their marriage with the world. So whatever. It's fair game, right? It is. Fucking Bilal uh, and Shaida. Shaida, you are too smart, intelligent, and beautiful to be caught up in this man's mess. You'd have told the man before y'all got married you wanted a baby. And now he's still playing games and looking at technicalities and stuttering. Oh, 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 well, we have all the time in the world acknowledging that women like we have a biological clock listen so, like it's it, it's a sad truth but it's the truth listen and you're you already have fertility issues your doctor has even told you wrap this shit up and he's still playing games so you're not you're not gonna get that baby if you stay with him and you don't have time to waste listen i don't you even... can't change if someone had told you what they want to do you gotta believe them. Don't be trying to change people. I don't think I feel bad for her. Not in this moment. No? Mm-mm. I feel so bad. I mean, no, no, let me take that. I, I can empathize with her. Sympathize. But, like, what are you doing? This man then told you. The flags are there. She should have got married. Like, she was 37. I don't know when her birthday is. When they got married, she was 37 years old. Mm-hmm. So, in the grand scheme of things, like, you, you know, as, as far as, like, the journey of life, prayerfully, that's young. 37 isn't old. Right. But when you're talking about having children and, then of course, the risk getting um, more serious as you age, that is on the older side, right? So, to me, if mm-hmm. I'm 37 and I'm interested in having a child... And I'm dating with intention to marry. That's a deal breaker for me. If I'm asking you like, hey, I want a baby. And you're saying, we'll see. That's That means no to me. And I'm moving on. Like before I even yeah. can catch further feelings. I'm not moving to where you're moving. We don't need to have any further conversations. Because I'm looking explicitly for a yes. 
or no. Nothing in between. No gray area. Black or white. Yes or no. That's it. So to me, like, I mean, I feel for her a little bit, but at the same time, like, he didn't told you. If he wanted a baby, he would have been like, yeah, I'm down for it. Like, even if he would have said something like, never really thought, you know, never really thought about having another kid, but right. I'm game. Let's do it. He's been testing a gangster since you stepped down on American soil. And I, since before that, that maybe, no, 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 before that. Oh, yeah. Before that, because... Because at, he was hiding, like, didn't want to let, let, let her see where he lived but again, in that like, situation. When you're that... Right. When you're... And not even that old, but when you're of that age, there are right. certain things that you're not wavering on. And kids, mm-hmm. money, religion, those are all things that can make or break a relationship. So when you're in your 30s, late 20s too, late 20s... 30s like you know yeah what you're standing on you know what your tendo is down for and what you're not accepting and if you want a baby and he ain't give you the answer that you need or she roll out yeah that's on her i feel like a like because he never flat out said no and women are having children later and later in life no maybe in her head she felt like okay i could work with this he didn't say no and no that's like I have time, but the moment she went to that fertility specialist and he told her, "I have concerns," and he still said, "Like, okay, so what you're saying is we could like we could we could revisit in five years." No, no, no. That man did not say that again. He said, "You have an issue again. Y'all need to start within the next six months." If I'm dating with a purpose, I'm 37 years old. I want to date. Stressing me out. I'm looking for yes or no. Nothing in between. I'm not even... I'm not relocating. I'm not going to... I'm not going anywhere. Because we're not going anywhere. If I'm 28, 29, 32, 33, I might be able to play that field for a little bit. If I'm 37, yes or no. no. Period. I'm not even catching feelings for you because you ain't telling me what I need to know. Have a good day. Shida. Like... Shida, Shida. You should understand now why this man is divorced. It's neither here nor there. Mm. I really hope that you get your baby. Me too. I hope that this is all for TV because y'all pissing me off and y'all <laughs> both are making me upset. But I just had to touch on that because I was like fuming watching this because she seems like such a great person, mm-hmm. such nice, and you know, there's some people that like bring light to the world, and she seems like she has that capability. That mm-hmm. She's just like refreshing. Um, maybe a little too positive for me, but yeah. the world needs that. <laughs> Ew. We got- that concludes episode number three. Mm-hmm. Season Thank two. Thank you guys. <laughs> Season two. Wow. I know. I can't believe it. I know. Already. Crazy. Time flies. Yes. Yes. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at underscore sip of the table where we post polls. Make sure I do the polls. We have questions. We do playlists. Of course, we do our delicious and usually strong drink recipes. Try them out. Let us know what you think. If you have some ideas for some, drop those in there for us, um, for us to try. We'd love to do that as well. Um, if you have on the rocks, you can email us at a sip of the table at gmail.com or you can DM us. Um, we'll read your, uh, you can do, a, um, submit a 
a letter anonymously. But I mean, if you want us to blow up somebody's spot, we can do that too. And we can drop some names. No problem. If you are listening on Spotify, go ahead and give us a five-star review. We appreciate you. And yeah. also, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor that we can play during last call. So you can give us your perspective about your favorite On The Rocks letter, or you can share your thoughts about one of the open bar topics. Whatever your flavor, we got you. We want to hear from you. Anything else, friend? Follow us on TikTok. Oh, yeah, we do have uh, At underscore, a sip at the table. And also like, interact with us. Like, we love conversations. We like shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, it's yeah. high up on our hobby list. Yes. Follow us. And we might follow back. No, we'll Not follow back. <laughs> <laughs> JK. We'll JK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, see you in two weeks. Have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. Yes, be safe. Have a happy holiday. Um, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I what is that? Don't want for Christmas. Oh, okay. I was like, what is that? You are dropping. So I, you need to no, rest. No, no, no. You know what? No, no, no. You need, you need to rest your throat. You saying so much for us today we no, it all i never realized she did that like leading into like someone else did it and what? i was like oh fuck she do do that uh, i don't know i always just thought of like the chorus i never what? really like paid attention to the beginning of this wow song. like the leading kind of not sure how that's even possible you know she got a new video for that i do mm-hmm. anyway all right, y'all. Sip safe. Happy Cheerio. holidays. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>